I hold dreams in high regard and try to treat them ethically, which continues to surprise some people, even those on Reddit whose dreams I'm interpreting. In this mini-sode, I'll tell you more about my attitude toward dreams. Hello, and welcome to The Stuff of Dreams. I'm your host, Amy Lawson, MD, practicing pediatrician. I also have a master's degree in depth psychology, specifically in Jungian and archetypal studies. My goal is to connect you with your dreams in a more fun and meaningful way so that you can interpret the messages your unconscious is sending. For this mini-sode, I thought I'd be a bit more transparent about my attitude toward dreams. I want to tell you more about it, really to explain myself to you, and then I'll give you an example of the kind of dream detail that convinces me how special dreams are. I'm sure it comes as no surprise to you when I say that dreams are very personal. Everybody knows that their dreams contain details that stem from their own lives and their own experiences. But also by personal, I mean that I see dreams as coming from me to me. They come to me from my own unconscious, which is a deeper part of my psyche, one that I am unable to be in direct conscious contact with. But the unconscious can talk to us through dreams and through images it sends us and through active imagination or sudden emotions or complexes that we can feel that we have. And in Jungian psychology, the organizing principle of the entire psyche is the self, and that's self with a capital S. We see self as the main archetype that organizes the psyche. It's the container and the structure on which the psyche is built. And as such, it's a bit of a paradox because not only is it an organizing principle of the psyche, we also talk about the self as the totality of the psyche or the entire psyche, conscious plus unconscious, all the parts of me together equals the self with a capital S. And so to me, dreams are coming from that self, which I believe has my best interests at heart, even if I can't consciously understand what they are at the moment. And... In Jungian psychology, the goal of the self is to move us along the path of individuation, which means integrating more and more parts of our psyches into consciousness so that we become more and more balanced and more and more whole. I also believe that we each have a spark of the divine within us, and I think that's what makes some of the messages from our deeper self very important. I think that some dreams, especially the big dreams, the ones that feel very almost simple and archetypal, are sacred and should be honored as deep wisdom that we should pay attention to. That's why I get so excited about reading dreams on Reddit sometimes. I mean, sure, I read dreams that people have posted saying it just feels like a big deal and they had to post it. But sometimes I get that feeling even when the dreamer isn't feeling it. And I can see how clear and archetypal their dream is. And that connection to even somebody else's inner wisdom is just completely fascinating to me. So speaking of other people's dreams... We've said that dreams are really personal. They can also be really private and they can disclose a lot more information than the dreamer realizes. I don't feel bad about that when I'm reading intensely personal dreams on Reddit because I'm like, hey, you posted your dream in this public forum, even if it's you know anonymous to you. So I don't feel bad about that. Um, where it gets a little bit hairy is when 
you know, we're having dinner parties and my husband's like, anybody got a dream? She's really good at interpreting dreams. And I've learned to say, or actually my husband has learned to say for me, he's like, but she's pretty good at it. So uh, don't share anything that you don't want her to know about. (laughs) And sometimes even that doesn't really do the trick because someone will tell me their dream and it's somebody that I don't know very well, whether it's at a dinner party or work or whatever. And I can see stuff that I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable talking to this person about it. And I'm trying to get more comfortable with that and, you know, be more courageous about that in some circumstances. But sometimes I'm not sure it is the right thing to do to invade someone's privacy in a way more personal way than they realized I was going to be able to. So that's an interesting line to walk sometimes. And that sense of how private and personal and and informative dreams can be is another thing that makes me hold them in such high regard. I'm always surprised, still, when people on Reddit give me permission to use their dreams, even if they're really deeply personal or they're about sex or they're about violence or something, you know, that's a bit striking and not quite mainstream. I mean, sure, they are technically pretty anonymous when I use them from Reddit, but I'm always surprised about how open these people are. I'm grateful for it because it means I can use a lot of really cool dreams for teaching you guys. So one part of me wants to thank these people for being so open and letting me use their material. But another part of me is like, do you really understand what you're giving me permission for? And this probably just stems from the fact that most people don't make nearly as big a deal about dreams as I do. And so maybe their attitude is a bit more um, mainstream. (laughs) But I just see dreams as so personal and deep and special that I want to be sure that I treat them ethically and with respect. And so I always ask people's permission to use their dreams. I won't use a dream without people's permission because it feels wrong. And a lot of people have been surprised at that. You know, like if somebody doesn't get back to me on Reddit for a couple of months, they'll be like, oh, I hope you went ahead and used my dream. Sorry, I didn't see your message. But sure, go ahead. If you haven't used it yet, feel free. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't use your dream without without your permission. You know, so, yeah. That's been a bit interesting, and I can see that I'm an outlier in that way because a lot of people seem to feel that as soon as they put their dream out there on Reddit, it's fair game for anybody to use. But I'm not sure that necessarily applies to me because I'm totally special in a snowflake. No, that's not why. Because I think I see more in these dreams than some people do, and so I just want to be really sure that these people are okay with me dissecting their inner images on the podcast. Along those same lines, I won't make up dreams either because I want to only use dreams on this podcast that have really come from someone's unconscious. Now, there have been times when I've changed a few details to preserve somebody's privacy, but it's easy to do that in a way that doesn't change the message of the dream. The other thing I won't do is I won't interpret dreams secondhand. I think I learned that one the hard way because I used to. Um, You know, somebody posts and says, hey, my sister just had this dream. What does it mean? Or my boyfriend just had this dream and it had me in it. What does it mean? I pretty much never get into that boyfriend-girlfriend realm of dreaming about each other. That's just a mess waiting to happen. But I don't know that the person who had the dream gave the poster permission to put it on Reddit. And also, I don't know that the person who rewrote it for Reddit didn't change things. You know, I want to have the dreams from the original source. And I want to be able to, you know, ask that person questions if I need to. So there were a few times at the beginning of when I was doing this that I interpreted secondhand dreams. And I realized that either the information I was given wasn't quite 
complete enough to give a really good interpretation because, you know, I like it when you guys give me the emotions and the feelings of the dream and not just the bare bones facts. But I also interpreted a dream for someone who, well, I'd already interpreted one of hers. And then she sent me one of her boyfriends saying, oh, yeah, he says it's totally fine. Will you interpret this for me? And that just did not turn out particularly well. And I made the decision that that I wasn't going to interpret secondhand dreams anymore. And I still get direct messages from people saying, hey, will you please interpret this dream that my family member just had? And I just politely declined saying, no, I only interpret dreams sent from the dreamer themselves. Sorry. But again, that's not just because of me not wanting to be in sticky situations. It's also because the more I thought about it, it doesn't quite seem ethical. I don't know that that person really wanted their dream interpreted. And I don't know that I really have all the appropriate details to give the best interpretation. So I just choose to stay out of it now. And I think the final point I'll make about dreams is that even though dreams are personal and private and come from our inner selves, We can learn a lot from other people's dreams. I mean, you guys know that already because I use people's dreams as teaching examples to show you how I work with the dreams. But even apart from that, sometimes people have dreams with really good messages in them. Sometimes people have dreams where they're clearly experiencing the same kinds of inner dynamics or inner conflicts as other people who can really take that same advice from the dream. Sometimes a dream's message really speaks and resonates to a larger audience and not just the dreamer himself or herself. So that leads me to tease my next mini-sode, which is going to be about dream groups. Because a group of friends and I have been doing a dream interpretation group for several months now, and it's been a really good experience. So I'm going to give you guys a few more details about that in the next mini-sode. Maybe it will inspire you to want to work with your own dreams in a group setting too. So you can look forward to that one next week. And finally, I want to leave you with an example from my own dreams of how completely perfect the unconscious can be when it chooses the right symbol for use in our dream. Last week, I had a dream where I was sick and I needed to give myself medication, but I wasn't quite sure how but I knew I was supposed to know how. And so I was feeling like I should ask for help, but I was afraid to ask for help, which is already pretty descriptive of some of the dynamics of my psyche. But in this dream was a figure from my past. And she was a physician that I used to work with. She was first my teacher as a medical student and resident. And then I was kind of a junior colleague who she helped from time to time. And in the dream, she was one of my teachers, one of the people that I was like, "Mm, should I ask, will she help me or not? So as you guys have heard me say many times before, if a dream picks a specific person, it's done that for a reason. So why did your unconscious choose that person over anybody else? Well, my two main associations with this person, the two instances that I think about most when I think about her are... Number one, she surprised me when I was a medical student and I learned where she lived. I mentioned that one of my friends and classmates lived in the same neighborhood and she was angry about that, I guess because medical students shouldn't be able to afford to live in her neighborhood. But my friend's husband is a dentist, so they had money and could live in a nice neighborhood. That was the first association that I always think about when I think about this doctor. And the second one is that when we decided to move out here to San Francisco, I was at a conference 
where we were all sitting around and she was sitting across the table and I was telling another of my work colleagues about our decision to move. And she was very uncomfortable and tried to kind of turn away from me and not pay attention and wouldn't speak to me anymore that day or ever because I don't think I saw her again. So I think in the dream, she was playing the part of someone who I could never quite know what she was thinking and I could never quite count on her support. But then there are two other details that I realized as I was thinking about it more deeply. And the first is that by trade, she's a pediatric cardiologist. And in the dream, I was like school age. So really, if we take that on a symbolic level, She's somebody who should be willing and able to take care of my child heart. But clearly in the dream, she was someone that I wasn't sure I would be able to count on. And the second is, I can't tell you her name, obviously, but within her name is the name of an animal that is a major predator. And I think that's just another little detail that my unconscious used her for just to give me another nudge that... This person was not someone who I could count on to be supportive or to help me. And it's a little bit unbelievable to me that my unconscious could find some figure from my past that was so incredibly perfect on multiple levels to symbolize an authority figure who was someone where I always felt a little bit afraid and like I didn't quite know where I stood and might not be able to get the support I wanted. My conscious mind couldn't have come up with such a perfect symbol if I tried. So that's just another example to me of the wisdom of my unconscious and of my inner self with a capital S. We'll wrap up this episode for now. Uh, in the next few episodes, we're going to cover transportation dreams, violence in dreams, the mind-body connection, and more. As always, you can email me directly with dreams or comments or just to say hi at stuffofdreamspodcast at gmail.com. Head on over to my website at stuffofdreams.fireside.fm to check out all my episodes and find show notes and links. And thank you so much for listening. If you liked it, I encourage you to tell a friend about it this week. Let's get more people fluent in the language of dreams. Bye for now, and I hope you dream tonight. Tonight.